You're listening to Baking to the B-Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts. They're here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love, while creating recipes inspired by these wonderful abominations. You can follow Baking to the B-Movies on Instagram, at Baking to the B-Movies, and on Twitter at Baking to Be Movies. These ladies dig deep into these movies, and some of the topics covered are disturbing. So this is your spoiler warning and explicit content warning. Listener discretion is advised. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad they literally cannot stop talking about them. Back to Baking to the B-Movies. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Thank you all so much for being here with us again today. Truly appreciate it wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now while you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. Hope you guys are having a great beginning of fall. Mm -hmm. It's officially, as we're recording this, the first day of fall. I feel like the first day of fall was yesterday. Um... Well, I feel like it was September 1st. Like, we've established that. We have established that. <laughs> the unofficial end of summer being Labor Day. Yes. So we'll go with that. True, true. But it's it's now officially, whether it was yesterday or today, it's officially fall. It is and officially it, fall. It feels fall. like it. It's nice and chilly outside. It's rainy. Gloomy. <laughs> Gloomy. Overcast. I'm wearing, yeah. a, I'm wearing a hoodie. You're wearing a hoodie. It's hoodie weather. I don't have boots on. I have sneakers, but. Nah. The, the, the ground isn't gross enough yet for boots. That did, I wore boots the other day. It didn't stop me. I was yeah, like, knee, knee high boot season. Fair enough. Good for you. <laughs> Big sweater season. Um, yeah. So before we get into this week's movie and our recipe and catching up with everybody and talking about what we've been up to, uh, just a reminder, we are available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also follow us on Instagram at Baking to the B Movies. We are on X at Baking to B Movies. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be another one of those. It might be. It might turn into that. And also you can send us any messages, suggestions, comments to our official Gmail account. That is, <laughs> I remembered nice, it this time. Nice. Uh, Baking to the B Movies at gmail.com. Calm. Steph, how are you? I'm good. How are yeah, you? I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Loving this weather. Yep. Enjoying um, summer being over. I think the last episode that we did, we were getting ready to go do our cider day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was still like 90 degrees it out. It was so hot. That whole week, it was like 90. It was 90. The humidity was outrageous. Yeah. Um, the sun was just the worst. But we were like, <laughs> we were like, no, it's, it's September. We're going to go do fall stuff. We're going to go have our, mm-hmm. our pumpkin princess day. And you, you had your pumpkin princess. Day. Every day is pumpkin princess day <laughs> for me. And we went to we went to that cider mill in Mystic, Connecticut, yes. which the location is beautiful. It's a beautiful, yes, absolutely beautiful, location. beautiful cider mill. Um, if anyone is thinking about going, uh, wait until it's raining out because. <laughs> 
Wait till it's raining and cold and there's no chance of bugs or, in our case, <laughs> yellow, yellow jackets. jackets. <laughs> we... There were so many yellow jackets and they all wanted Ashley's blood. They wanted my blood and my donut. <laughs> yes. They loved her. And she just kept flailing and running around. I'm like, you should probably not do that. Yeah, well, but I mean, there she just she went. Yeah, but just screaming up and down I'm the standing, pathway. I'm walking behind her, just giggling to myself because there was like three just hovering around the back of her head. Um, Great. <laughs> so we're we're approaching the end of September. We're getting ready to get into October. When this episode goes live, it's actually going to be like the first couple days into October. Yeah. Do you have anything planned for like the next couple weeks, like fall stuff or? I don't know. I'll probably come up with something. I mean, we're we're kind of like winding down from like the summer harvests. And yeah. <laughs> we think we have a rabbit pregnant and we don't really know how she's pregnant, but we might have, you know, screwed up on sexing one of them. <laughs> so, and we're actually going to be breeding our rabbits again for the fall anyway. Well, don't you keep them in like separate pens? Yes. However, so this year... Is it Jesus? New... Is it Bunny Jesus? Is she giving birth to the Messiah in bunny form? I, I hope not. <laughs> um, but, well, we do keep them in separate pens, but this year we uh, got new breeders. Oh, okay. Like our old breeders were old, so we had to dispatch them. But um, dispatch them. Two, two of the rabbits, which we were pretty sure are both female, were in one pen, one pen together while we waited... Um, well, bef- prior to us, you know, doing the rabbits. Okay. So there's a fair chance that we could have messed up on the sex of one of them. So we'll see. Well, we'll, that's, we'll see. That's, that's exciting. That's, I mean, that's a fun is, surprise. This is what it is. You know, <laughs> they start digging their food out because their hormones start changing and they yeah. kind of go into like this mode where they have the need to like build a burrow or a warren, if you will. Yeah. To, for the babies, but when they're living in pens like that, there's nothing for them to dig except their food. Yeah. So they're digging their food out, but well, one of them is. So we'll see. We put a birthing box in there just to be on the safe side. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world. We're going to breed them anyway, but that means we're still down a doe and if we have a second buck. Oh, yeah. So, but they're separated now. Like, everybody has their own individual pens. Oh. But we'll see. <laughs> Well, let me know when when the birthing happens because I want to come see Bunny Jesus. I want to see... <laughs> the immaculate, the immaculate kindling. I'm gonna show up like the three wise men with gifts for it. Okay, <laughs> you get carrots and whatever this stuff is that feeds stuff that you give them and some lettuce. Beet beet greens. Beet Big greens. fan of beet greens. Okay. Yeah, I forget what the three wise men brought Jesus. Uh, frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Okay, so. Frankincense out the window. Give me the gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we had a limit. Wait, what the fuck is myrrh? Uh, I think it's... I have no idea. Okay, just give me gold. If I, <laughs> if I don't know what myrrh is, I probably don't want it. So I'm going to bring I'm gonna bring your rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> your album's gone double myrrh. So, Steph, we have... We're, we're kind of straying from B-movies this week. Yeah, it's freaking annoying i'm sorry <laughs> you this should is, apologize this was, i'm watching this movie i'm like this was not the right call this was definitely the wrong call yeah so be, <laughs> but before we before we get into this week's movie and i have a lot to talk about with this one and, and i chose it be, i chose it because i i chose it because our next movie that we're doing we both absolutely love it scares us 
silly. And, yeah. <laughs> and wicked low budget. Wicked low budget. That It's like the perfect B movie. Yeah. So leading up to that this week, I was like, we should do one of the movies from this terrible, god-awful franchise that never should have existed in movie form. It should have just been kept to video games because... I thought it would just be really fun to just go off on it because I've been meaning to go off on it for like four you seasons. You go off now. on this all the time. I do, and now I now I, feel I have like a, you've gone off on it on other episodes. But now I have like an outlet where people can listen to me go off on it, and <sighs> there's nothing they can do other than skip forward or not listen to this episode at all. So I'm very excited. <laughs> right. But before we do that, though, we do have to talk about the recipe from our last episode, which was um, Zizek's Zizek's Road, which is forgettable. Mm. I almost forgot that we watched it right um it's it's no Katherine heigl movie so i I want no part of it um but you had made nachos and you made the pico de gallo from scratch everything was superb um and i just was really good yeah i just wanted to go on record and say that those were some of the best nachos i've ever had you mean they're a little bit better than taco bell i mean i do love me some nachos bell grande (laughs) But but they were very, very good. Plus, I love delicious trash. I love... I, I like mess. Right? Um, <laughs> not just Belle Grande, but close second. Um, so, yeah, if you, uh, if you have not seen the recipe for those nachos, it is over on our Instagram. Again, that's Baking to the B-Movies. Everything is laid out in terms of, like, ingredients and what you do and how you do it. And, yeah, feel free to share your own your own versions with us on our Gmail or leave us a comment or whatever. So I think we can leave Zizek's Road in the past now. We've revisited that for a hot minute. But um, <laughs> so so this movie, I, I chose this movie because there's, I forget how many movies are in this franchise. There's I, like 10. I, I thought it was like five maybe. And there's there's a lot. Or six. I, I think it, it actually might go up to eight. I think. I think that, that many? Because I think they just released one a couple years ago that was supposed to be the quote-unquote last one of this franchise. And I think it was like the seventh or eighth movie. They just keep pumping these stupid things out. But they haven't released a new one in a long time, so I think we're good. I think we're in the clear now. Um, But I chose this one specifically because this movie introduces not only my favorite character from the game, the original game, um, but also one of my favorite villains from the franchise, isn't it? Although in this he's not scary. It's not scary at all. It's ridiculous. he ain't no pyramid head. No, I no oh God, man. He doesn't even come close to pyramid head. Not even but remotely. I would say we should do like the original Silent Hill because we already did Revelation not that long ago. But the original Silent Hill movie is actually kind of good. <laughs> um, I like it. It's definitely not the worst I've seen. Yeah. As far as you know, adapted from video games. Yes. Um. So some of you might already know what this is based on how mm. I've been like setting this up for Steph to reveal. <laughs> Why the title? Because you do such a good job at it, um, um, Steph. Before before I get into a little backstory about why I chose this, I mean, I, I already kind of explained it, but just to get into it a little bit further, do you want to tell the audience what we're talking about today? Which is not a B movie. It's a big. It's not it's a, a, movie. a big budget movie. So uh, yeah, I mean, okay. So I put it like somewhere in the middle. Okay, like it's not big, big budget. But it's not B. Right. It's definitely in the middle. It was in it was in theaters. It like was, it, well, it had a theatrical. Uh, there's, a, there's there's a fair amount of movies that do have theatrical releases that we've done. So yes. whatever. Um, but uh, we are specifically talking about Resident Evil: Head in My Ass. <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil: Apocalypse. <laughs> From 2004, 2004, 2004 an, an hour and 30 minutes, oh, which is an hour, hell. it's just an hour and 29 minutes too long. Yeah, um, 
starring Mila, how do you say it again? Jovovich. Jovovich. Mila Jovovich um, as Alice, reprising her role as fucking Alice. Who's right. the worst character you ever. Know, and... Go and, on, it's uh, fine. <laughs> we have Sienna... Guillory. 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 Uh, yeah. Who plays my girl, Jill, Jill Valentine. Um, Oded Fajer, I think is how you say it. Maybe. He's it's Carlos. Carlos Oliveira, or Oliveira, um, who, another another video game character, not made up like Alice is. Right. Uh, Jared Harris, who has quite an extensive and impressive body of work, so I don't know why he's even in this. Um, he was in... That's uh, probably what the entire budget went to. He was... Split between him and... And, and Mila. Mila, yeah. Um, I mean, he was in. He they was, certainly didn't use it on special effects. He was uh, Lane. He was Lane Price in Mad Men, who was one of my favorite characters, and yeah. his his demise was like heartbreaking to watch. Like yeah. one of the worst moments of that show is so devastating. Um, he was also in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Great character in that. He's been uh, the notorious Betty Page. He's super fun to watch in that. Like he's been in so much stuff, and he's so great in everything that he's in. And you can tell that he's really trying in this one to like. Right. He's putting his all into it, and I'm like, oh, Jared Harris, this was not it. This is not well, it, I mean, my, it's just my like man. a Mila Jovovich. I'm a huge fan of Mila I Jovovich. love I think Mila. she's great. I love Mila. Like, Fifth Element, absolutely fantastic, yeah. and she was amazing in it. And Dazed and Confused. Ugh, I don't even think she has lines in Dazed and Confused, no, but she, you can't take the, your eyes off of her. Matter. She's so great. Yeah, she's amazing. That's Well, that's I, I want to be clear that my, my hatred for this movie and the character of Alice, obviously, I'm not a fucking moron. I can separate you know, character from the actor. I hate when people can't do that, when somebody's like, oh, I hate this character that they play, so I'm going to, like, be really shitty about the actor. Um, Mila Jovovich is fucking phenomenal. She is. It's this This character is insufferable. This character is poorly written. Poorly written, just... It's a composite character of, like, every Resident Evil character in one. So if you're familiar with the games, but you've never seen the the movies, you'll have no idea who this person is. She did not... like they they created her whore. They created her for the movies and nobody knows why. Yeah. It was so Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil, um, was the first game that I ever bought. First video game I with with my own money. With my own money. Yeah. I used my allowance. I was like ten or eleven when it came Mm -hmm. out. Used used my allowance. My my parents had got me a PlayStation. It came with like Parappa the Rappa. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which which wasn't really my thing. I I I liked I liked games that told a story. That's why leading up to that, like when I had Sega Genesis, sure I loved Mortal Kombat and everything, but it was like the Barbie games were like my jam because they told a story. The story was compelling. Like, is Barbie... Dude, Mortal Kombat, was it 11? I played through that, like, or I made Andy because I suck at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> played through that whole thing just because I wanted to see the t- terrible story. But there was a story. There was a story, and it's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you know, obviously, like, Sega Genesis, I had a... I think we had a... We didn't have an Atari. We had an Intellivision when I was little, and we used to... <laughs> what? Yeah, and we used to play Frog Bog. That was like my Frog Bog, where you like, ju- you jump no, from no Lily. Cuber. No, no, you jump from you jump from Lily Pad to Lily Pad, mm. and whoever has the most flies at the end wins. That was like Cute. my shit when I was a kid. But I wanted a game that had a story, and none okay. of the games that came with the because pl- it came with like two games, and they weren't right. compelling at all. Um, and my brother, who didn't have access to my PlayStation without my permission, was like, "Hey, there's this game that came out." 
you should get it because it's like a scary game and we can play it together. Yeah. And I'm 10 or 11. I want to impress my brother. My brother's like my hero. So I used my allowance as opposed to his money that he was making in his part-time job. Go figure. <laughs> used my allowance to buy Resident Evil. And I don't even think I was allowed to buy it because I was like a kid. So he had to go in and buy it with my money. And wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, he came home with it. We sat down and within the first... 10 minutes, I was like, these are the most amazing graphics I've ever seen in my they life. were. Looking back, that, not so much. Well, but, I mean, at the, time, <laughs> at the time, they were great. At the time, they were great. And the story was awesome. And sure, it was scary. There were jump scares. There's zombies. I loved it. I loved it. And meanwhile, Sean was like, I want to play Tomb Raider. <laughs> Sean was like, really into Tomb Raider. I, I like Tomb Raider too, but... Um, but I was obsessed with the Resident Evil franchise. Mm-hmm. So the first movie, the first Resident Evil movie, I think came out in 2002. And by then, yes, you know, it, it so. yeah, you know, I was, I was yes. much older. And I remember seeing it in theaters with Sean. And I was all excited because I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be so great. The games are so good. Because at that point, I think, like, Resident Evil 2 had already come out. They were, Resident Evil 3 hadn't come out yet or it had just come out. Um, so I was all excited to see the movie because I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be great. They're finally making a movie out of this. And 20 minutes into it, I was just like, who is this bitch? <laughs> what is this nonsense? Where is Jill? So, Where is Chris? Right. Where is everybody? Where's um, <laughs> Where's Leon and his Leon, bad haircut? Leon, right. <laughs> um, so the, I think the first movie as a standalone was not bad. Ugh. Like if it wasn't like connected <laughs> to the games at all. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. And then it just got off the rails like crazy and stupid and ridiculous and who the hell yeah. cares at this point. Yeah. But I mean the games were pretty good. There was this big lull in the middle. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that. About, okay. Yeah. Um like one of my favorite Resident Evil games is Resident Evil Revelations 2. Okay. Specifically, too, because it's couch co-op. Okay, all right. So, so like, me and Andy are always looking for, like, couch co-op games, but most games are just, like, you know, multiplayer online. Right, Now, right. because, you know, apparently nobody has friends or <laughs> is married or whatever. So, we got that, um, and it was super fun. I yeah. loved it. You know, it was yeah. scary and... Shoot them up and... So, Sean and I recently... I think We had talked about this, I think, like, in the last season. He and I were kind of right in the middle of it. There was a there was a Resident Evil game that came out when, when I was still fairly young. It was, I, it was before I was in high school. And it was, it was, like, the first... Not the first online multiplayer game. Those had already existed well yeah. in advance. Yeah. But, like, everybody had fucking dial-up. So it was, like, it was a nightmare trying to do that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. So, I mean, and this was no exception. This was on dial-up. If your connection got interrupted, you were fucked. I thought DSL existed at that time. Um, I, I, I mean, remember, I, I remember just, di- I remember now. being on dial-up playing this. and some, Maybe and DSL was new. It, it, I think it was new and not everybody had it. Right. And the people that did have it, you were like, oh, you have money, money. Okay. Right. You're wealthy. You are rich, rich. Um, <laughs> but we had dial-up and it was called Resident Evil Outbreak. And there's yep. two, there's yep. one and two, file one, file two. And you would pick a, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like Jill or Chris or Leon. It wasn't like main characters that were already established. You were just playing regular civilians and everybody had their own set of skills. Like there was a waitress that knew how to like work with herbs or whatever. So you could like make uh, antidotes. There was a a reporter who like had like a really good, like fucking uh, really cool pistol that like. Yeah. Each character had their own like special thing. Yeah. And you you would play how you wanted. Exactly. And there were a bunch of different levels and they all kind of intertwined with, it didn't matter which way you played it. They all kind of intertwined in their own way. But 
you would play online with people and you yeah. couldn't, you couldn't, there was no mic. So you couldn't like talk to each other right. and be like, I'm in this room. It was all like, you would have to use commands to be like, go this way or like, come here or give me that. Like, yeah, and it was, board games got really like interactive. It, yeah. So it was, it was super like, you had to have a strategy going in. Mm-hmm. You had to hope to God that you all had a really strong internet connection because if one of you died, <laughs> yeah. that was it. You're all screwed. Yeah. And you had to hope you weren't playing with somebody that wasn't like, high off their ass while they were playing because that had happened to me more than once where I'd be like give me that and the guy would be hitting the wrong button whoever was playing and I'm like <laughs> give me that I need that like that thing there give me that and they'd just be like going in a circle and I'm just like <laughs> just li- li- screaming in my basement like give me the fucking gun you know? <laughs> right. um but Sean and I Sean found a server based out of I want to say it's based out of Japan that I wouldn't be surprised. that you could you can play it like the original and we would get together like every weekend with like his brother and our friend Chris and we uh, Chris who listens to this by the way hi Chris um, <laughs> hey Chris, hey, Chris. <laughs> um, and we would we would sit in Sean's room like on our different like laptops or tablets or whatever and we'd be playing Outbreak like. And, and, but it was so much easier because we were sitting in the same room. Right. So <laughs> you could just be like, give me that damn yeah. gun. <laughs> Chris, Chris, give me that herb. Or like, right, or right, like right, Devin, right, Devin, right. give me that ammo, you right. know? So, so, so much easier. Those games still hold up. And they I'm do. waiting for them to make like a newer version of it for like the PlayStation 5, 5. or whatever. Just That would be so uh, I would, I would wait in a, I'd wait in a midnight line. Like you used to have to wait to get video games. Yeah. But, before, we, you know, digital was such yeah. a huge thing. So the reason I go into all of this is because Resident Evil, as stupid as it sounds, it's like one of the first games I remember playing as a kid. It means a lot to me. I have a lot of really good memories of it, like playing with my brother and like playing with Sean and like growing up and like playing all these scary ass fucking games. And the story's so good. Yeah. And it's, um, it's existed for a long time. Yes. Yeah, so like it's been around for a really long universe, time. Yeah. It's a whole, whole Resident Evil cinematic universe. Mm. Um, except Alice. Except Alice. Alice ruins fucking everything. So <laughs> I think with that super long intro, I think we can... Uh, <laughs> think can we get can, into it? We can get into it. We can dive right into this one. Um, so if you have not watched uh, any of the... I think there's three movies before this one. There's Resident Evil... I think this was the second one. Was this the second I one? I think this was the second one because the first one came out in 2002. This one came out in 2004. Oh, maybe. Okay. So, it, it, so this one actually takes place... Directly after the ending of the that first makes sense. One. So that this makes is sense. The second one. Okay, so the second I don't know one. if the next one is like extinction, evolution. I, I know it's like in a desert, and I think uh, I remember seeing that when she goes to the desert, and and I forget so the, stupid, and I forget <laughs> the actress's name who's in a lot of things, and she plays Claire. Claire, yeah, and, that's um, the second one after this, and I I, I I watched that one, and I'm like, well, this is again just dumb as shit. Yeah. Then I stopped watching them. So if you've never if you've never seen any of the Resident Evil movies and you're thinking about watching this for whatever reason, don't worry about missing out on anything because this has nothing to do with the fucking game. At all. <laughs> yeah, like they like they drop trash. in they drop in characters that people are familiar with as a way to be like, look look, look who look, look who's who in it, it look who yeah. it is. Like it's a little Let's bit pull of in a, those fans. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of like in a in a, a fan service to. To be like, yeah, but... hey, everybody, it's your favorite. And then and, and the, the fo- focus goes right back to fucking Alice. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. These, all these people are secondary. Exactly. Um, so don't worry about missing out on anything. You can watch this one, and it's not like you're missing any pertinent story parts. And they do enough flashbacks mm, throughout this fucking thing. That you could just piece it together. You can just piece together what happened in the you previous know, movie. Around the plot holes and... <laughs> um, so, 
so this one takes place, uh, as you said, like immediately after the uh, the events of the first movie. Um, the T virus, which is the virus that causes bodies to reanimate yeah, after they die from an infection, um, and they become just mindless zombies. Um, it is spreading throughout Raccoon City, and yeah. and Alice finds herself. She was taken at the end of the first one. Yes, she she's was in the hive. She's in the hive, which is like the <laughs> underground bunker underneath Raccoon City. Yeah. Um, um, by Umbrella. By Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, and Umbrella is like this massive like company yeah. that just basically rules. It's basically Disney. I think that yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's basically it's Disney, but like it's it's Disney, but like what instead of like making like cartoons and fun animated rides and things like that, they make bio weapons. Yes. Like yes. So, biological warfare type stuff. Yeah, so Umbrella is basically disguised as, like, a pharmaceutical company. Yes. But they are, like, this they massive, make like, bioweaponry. Bioweaponry, yeah. Um, and somehow they've managed to build an entire fucking thing under Raccoon City without anybody, anybody noticing. noticing. It's, um, I'm telling you, it's the gems and the, uh, and the statues <laughs> and the police station. Who, who designed this? <laughs> Right? What architect was just like totally cool with this? Um, so Alice, Alice is in the hive after being taken in the first movie. That's what they call the the headquarters, the underground yeah, headquarters the underground of Umbrella. Bit. But the virus is spreading, and Umbrella they send in like a team of mercenaries to stop the spread of this virus. And what I love about this movie is that the graphics are. It's 2004, but the graphics are not quite there yet to, like, the level that they should have been. So it, they're basically using, like, Atari graphics to track who's infected. Did you notice, like, the red dots are supposed to... Like, the red dots are the mercenaries, and they're, like, do-do-do-do-do on the yeah. thing. And then, like, they're swamped by a bunch of green dots, and those are supposed to be the infected. And right. I, and I was like, okay. So the virus has spread. Um, and we see, like, a little glimpse of, like, Raccoon City prior to the spread. Everybody's living their normal lives and, like, going for jogs and things like that. Yeah, and then, like and then the regular city. Just, and then shit yeah. hits the fan real quick. Yeah. Um, and what I loved is that they cut right to the chase and brought in Jill Valentine, who's the one of two heroes in the first, in the first game. Yeah. And Jill, Jill is, for whatever reason, she's starting off this in heels. She's wearing right? heels, so, like, stiletto so, heels. So, so her outfit was designed from I want to say it was Resident Evil Three, the third game. Yeah, it's yeah. So she's wearing this like blue tube top with this black mini skirt and these like ridiculous like heeled boots. I yeah, think they were boots. Well, she she's wearing and, heels and then she changes into into boots to be more practical, I suppose. But she doesn't change anything else. Yeah, I was right. Like, like her, she's got all the skin exposed. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what's a great idea to zombie apocalypse? Expose your skin. Yeah, show as much skin like, as possible. So. Yeah, obviously it's, you know, they wanted to, I, I guess they wanted to homage to the game or her outfit in the game. However, that is one part that they could have changed in the movie that I wouldn't have cared about. I would have been totally fine with like, her putting on a turtleneck. Like, yeah, it would have made any some difference to pants. Me. Some pants. Pants would great. Some pants. I mean, the boot, the boot decision was a good choice. She mm-hmm. switched from high heels to boots. And what I love is that she... Like, there's really no explanation. Like, th- there's, like, a thing saying... She's looking at, like, newspaper clippings saying that she was, like, a disgraced... Like, a disgraced cop. Yeah. And I don't really... Like, yeah, and, and I'm assuming it's... Well, she, she was a STARS... She's a STARS member. She was stars in STARS. Member, yeah. And she shows up at the police department um, 
to try to get everybody out. To try and get everybody out. I mean, the the police department's like overrun. These cops don't know their fucking ass from their elbow. They're like, (laughs) there's just, there's zombies everywhere. And you'd think they'd be better because it's Raccoon City and this shit's already happened before. Well, I was going to say, like, (laughs) yeah, you know, like, this is is commonplace. And, And, like, this shit happens, like, every other fucking day. And Jill just comes in and, like, without hesitation, and I loved it, she's just, like, she's blasting. She just goes into that police station, just starts blasting zombies. And and no one's, like, like, no one's, like, oh, whoa, whoa, like, hey, chill. Like, chill the fuck out. She's just shooting people in the face. And and then everyone's just, like, meh. And also you can tell, I don't know who directed this, but you can tell because it's a reoccurring theme in this movie. And I don't think so much in the game, but you can tell that whoever directed... Alexander Witt. Alexander Witt is one of those people that grew up thinking like, oh, you know, it'll make somebody look really cool if they're smoking a cigarette. Like, <laughs> cause like all during the movie, they make it a point to be like, look how cool this person looks at their fucking cigarette. Cause yeah. Jill, Jill's like chain smoking through the whole fucking movie. She is. Like, it's so funny. Um, so, so Jill's basically, she, she's telling everybody like, we gotta go. We gotta get the hell out of the city. Like we gotta, we gotta bail. She saves some guy who I forget. It's like, is it EJ or something? LJ. LJ, who is, like, one of my favorite characters. I know. Like, He's so great. Uh, Hugh the Comic Relief. Yes, LJ. We have LJ, Mike Epps. Um, who is, like, he's handcuffed to a chair, and he's being attacked by what looks like a zombie prostitute that's sitting next yes. to him. And Yes, and all, like, well, at least they're not zombie fly girls. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. I like that. <laughs> Um, Although it would have been pretty sweet if they were. If they were, yeah. That would have just great. put that movie right over the top. So <laughs> so Jill like shoots his cuffs off and kills mm-hmm. the kills the hooker zombie next to him and it's like <laughs> yeah. you gotta go because he does show up later on. And then we go back to fucking Alice because of course we do. Can't just be a movie about Jill and like based off of the game and like no. Even if they tweaked a couple things about the game to make the movie a little bit more, like, unexpected. No, it has to... It's all about Alice. Yeah. Alice wakes up in the hive. She's got, like, IVs and shit in her. Yeah. She rips them out, which rips is... Rips them out. Which is, out. Yeah, that part kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, starts and, wandering... She gets out. She starts wandering the city. In a bathrobe. In a, in a robe. In a bathrobe. Um, I thought it was more of, like, a hospital, like, Johnny. I don't know. It looked like, it looked like a terry cloth robe to me. Because one of the off. things that I thought, well, one of the things that I thought is like she she walks outside. The city is in ruins because yes. the shit spreads super fast. Right. And she walks outside, and rather than be like, go inside and find some clothes that like are more appropriate for the situation, she just keeps walking around in a bathrobe. Yeah, barefoot. And she's like, yes. So, <laughs> meanwhile, like mad shattered glass on the ground. Yeah, barefoot, totally fine. Blood she, everywhere. She's, yeah, she's searching for supplies. She finds a shotgun in a car. Of course. Which would, you know, completely, is just not believable. Yeah. Although it does happen in the game fairly often, so I will give them that. Where <laughs> fair, fair enough. Where they're like, oh, do you want to take this, was it like Colt Python that was like on the passenger seat? And it's like, well, how did that end up there? How, how did nobody how take did that? How did nobody take that? <laughs> no exactly. one taking this. <laughs> so um, she does get herself some clothes. Yeah. It's not very practical clothes. Of course. But, it's like you know, Jill. It's like the Jill, like, let me show as much skin as possible. Right. Like, well, she's not wearing, like, a mini skirt or anything, but she's wearing pants, but she still has a lot of skin exposed. Right. So Alice, you know, Alice is, um, Alice is, like, going around the city, Just like, in her new grabbing clothes. Shit, grabbing supplies. Grabbing supplies. We get a glimpse of another character, Carlos, who is played by Oded Fahir. Who yep. uh, most most famously known from the Mummy, <laughs> yeah. um, and do the the really handsome guy in the Mummy and Deuce Bigelow. 
Um, he plays Carlos, yep. who is also he's also in Resident Evil Three. Yes, um, one of the main characters in the in the game. Yeah, um, and he is part of an Umbrella. He's he's part of Umbrella, and I want to say he's like a mercenary for Umbrella. It's him and like a team of guys are going in for, like, extraction. I forget what the fuck it is that they're extracting. I think they're getting, like, scientists and shit out of there, like, umbrella scientists that are trapped within the city. Yeah. Um, they're trying to pull them out and rescue them. Um, and he's also teamed up with, I forget the actor's name, but he plays Scott Farkas in A Christmas Story, <laughs> the redhead. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I say, come here, you come here. <laughs> right, oh my god. Um, Zach Ward. Zach Ward. Yeah. Um, who I... Off the rails. Farkas. Uh, I, Farkas. Farkas. Uh, Zach Ward is in a fairly recent, it's from a few years ago. He's in um, an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and yeah. I want to see him in more things. That guy is so <laughs> goddamn funny in everything. He's yeah. so great. And I think he was at Rock and Shock one year, and he was very, very funny. Yeah, yeah. he was very, very funny. Because, like, I, I have a picture that he signed because I was like, oh, my God, it's Farkas from, like, my favorite Christmas movie. And he signed my picture with Remember to Drink Your Ovaltine, which I thought was, like, super great. I mean, he was so, also in Freddy vs. Jason, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, I think he's a cop in that. Um, yeah. yeah. He's he's great. But Carlos and Scott Farkas, I forget the guy's name. Is it Nikolai? Nikolai, Nikolai yeah. Nikolai, he's got a Russian accent. Um, they are, they're extracting scientists. And one of those scientists that they've extracted but won't leave the city is uh, Jared Harris's character. Ashford, I believe. Ashford. Yeah. Who, his daughter is missing. Charles Ashford. Charles Ashford. Exactly. But yeah, which which is loosely, is I think, loosely based on William Birkin from... Resident Evil 2, yeah. who is, like, the scientist that his daughter has, his daughter's missing, yeah. has the antivirus in, like, in her bloodstream. He's, like, not experimented on her, but, like, he's given her the antivirus, so now she's, like, a walking cure for this thing. Right. Um, but he won't leave the city because his daughter, and what is his daughter's name in this? Angela. Angela. Angie. Angie. She, they were, weren't they, like, trying to, she was in the school. Yeah. And they were trying to, like, evacuate the school. And she was in, like, a car accident, I think. So, yeah. So, and then she ends up back in the school. That's where they had to go get her. Yeah. So she's she's hiding in the school, and, and Charles won't leave the city without her. Um, so we're, um, we're kind of going back and forth between all these different stories and how yes. they're going to intersect. Also, at this time, there's, like, the like the Umbrella City there are trying to evacuate people through the bridge. Yes. But, so the bridge is obviously crowded with all these people. Yeah. But I believe it was Peyton. Was it Peyton? Uh, becomes a zombie. Oh, um, so so all the all but the, the the virus makes it to the bridge, so they basically close the bridge off and say, "Tell everybody to go screw." Right. <laughs> yeah. So umbrella umbrella is overseeing like this evacuation. Yeah. The virus has made it to the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like people are people are getting infected, and it spreads very quickly. So like people are getting bitten. They're biting other people. Jill is there because she's trying to evacuate with, like, a friend of hers and, like, some other people. There's a reporter there. Reporter, a Raccoon yeah. City uh, reporter is there filming this whole thing. She's filming all this, which comes into play later on. She's filming everything. And um, I did note that for a bioweaponry company, um, especially one as big as Umbrella, their, like, their system for like evacuations and emergencies is terrible very poor it's very, it's very poor <laughs> they they did not plan for this it's abysmal they did not yeah plan. they did not which is again weird because you think they 
as big as they are and what they do, you think, and all this stuff continually happens in Raccoon well, that's, City. Well, that's the thing. So this not only does this happen fairly often in Raccoon City, but you have legit buildings in Raccoon City where it's like you have to get a gemstone, but in order to get that gemstone, you got to move the statue 90 degrees this way. Then you have to push it back 30 feet. Then you have to go down to the sewers. You have to find a key that has a shield on it. Use that key for another room that has another gemstone. Swap out the gemstones. You take the blue one, then you take the red one. You put the red one in a tiger's eye in a statue that's two two rooms away the statue rotates you have to play a song on the piano in order for another door to like like they they spent all this time making these fucking traps and puzzles that they didn't think like can't like evacuate evacuate the fucking city (laughs) (laughs) oh those games are great (laughs) i want to go play one right now right um so, and they close, they close off the bridge for evacuation. Mm-hmm. Only a few people get out and Jill and Peyton, who's a friend of hers, um, who gets bit on the bridge, um, and the reporter woman, they're, they're basically like fucked. So they're going to go seek shelter elsewhere. Um, meanwhile, Charles, who has this like Google street view, <laughs> street view, street In view, 2004, I'm telling you, it's the... Uh, software that the property brothers use when they're, you know, renovating a house. <laughs> you know, we got the sweet wrap, wraparound porch and we're going to put a nice big old bay window over here. You're going to love it. We're going to open this up. It's, see, what we're going to do is we're going to make this an open concept <laughs> so that while you're making dinner, you can talk to your guests in the living room and they can talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Anyway, so yeah, he's got, he's basically hacked into the city's CCTV. So he can system. see around the city. So yeah. he can see it around the city. And apparently speak through the microphones or, or the cameras or something. Yeah. Makes no sense. So he sees, not only does he see Carlos and Nikolai and like their team uh, wandering the streets trying to, you know, get out because they've completed their mission, but Umbrella has eventually been like, well, good luck to you guys. Like, we can't come get you. We can't rescue you. So they're on their own. He sees Jill and Peyton and the reporter woman. And I apologize. I cannot remember her name. Terry Morales. Terry Morales. Thank you. Um... They are making their way towards a church, and then he sees Alice, like, wandering the streets. So he needs he needs one of these groups, if not all of them, to help him retrieve his daughter because he knows where she is. She's in the school. Yeah, he reaches out to every single one of them to basically get help his daughter. Get yes. Um, in, in exchange for getting, getting them out of the out city. Out of the city, yeah. Um, so before the groups all sort of intersect, Jill's group... Uh, which is just the three of them. Yeah, it's her, the, the reporter. And Peyton. And Peyton. Yeah, they, they haven't met Carlos and Nikolai yet. Yeah, or Alice. Or Alice. Just yet. But they do end up in a church. And <laughs> yeah, there's another <laughs> there's another nameless guy in the church. And the, the thing that pisses me off about this movie in particular is they throw us everything. like... Well, everything. But they throw <laughs> us like little breadcrumbs. Like, hey, here's something that fans will like. Because you get to see the liquors. In this the one. liquors are the in liquors this one. are so great, and those yes. are like so. The liquors were a thing in Resident Evil Two at the police station. Yeah, they're basically like zombie dogs. Yeah, ish. Yeah, well, they're like um, they're like I don't know, they're like humans, but they can climb walls and like they got super long tongues. Yeah, the tongues like, are a thing. Um, so there's liquors in this church. Yes, and the guy that they've stumbled upon in this church, he doesn't last long. No, but we don't even know anything about him except that he gets eaten by a liquor very quickly. Yeah, he was just you know collateral damage because yeah. they had to kill somebody because yeah. they can't 
kill any of these people. Yeah. The reporter is filming the liquors, like, yep. and hiding. Yep. Peyton is hiding with her. Jill goes upstairs and finds a priest that has, like, basically tied his zombie sister to a chair because he doesn't yes, want to kill her. right. And she's completely distracted with, like, dealing with that because she's got to kill the sister. The sister gets loose and, like, attacks the priest. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a whole thing. Um, <laughs> so when she when she kills the priest and kills the zombie sister, like the nun or whatever the fuck was going on there, um, she goes back down to the church and sees the liquors. Yeah. And... Not too long after, because Jill's whole thing in this, which doesn't seem very, doesn't seem like a very Jill Valentine move to me. Um, None of it was a very Jill Valentine move. She's very like guns a blazing, and I just like I don't yeah. know the Jill that I know, the Jill that I grew up with, <laughs> the Jill that influenced me was more cautious with her ammunition. Well, um, yes. <laughs> so not not as cautious as Sean with like when Sean would play the game, he refused to use the gun. He would just use the knife every chance he got, even if there were like seven zombies attacking him. Just use, gotta save that ammo. <laughs> just gotta conserve that ammo. Um, so they are outnumbered by like three liquors. They're yep. out of ammunition. Yep. Now bear in mind, there's a huge stained glass window above them. Who should come crashing through the fucking stained glass window? On a sick-ass Harley. On a sick-ass Harley. <laughs> which, Alice. 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 Let's just jump to the chase. Which <laughs> made me wonder, like, was there a ramp outside the church that gave her right? that kind of height? Right. That she would be able to crash a motorcycle through a stained glass window. Right. Makes no fucking sense. Unless she was flying off of the roof of an adjacent building, but how did she get the motorcycle up there? So many questions, no answers, so frustrating. Um, so Alice jumps through the window, mm, and of and course, saves the day. of course, because she's a fucking, I think the term is Mary Sue. It's like a character that everyone loves and can't do anything wrong, and is like yeah. good, good at everything, has no faults or no flaws. Right. Um, Alice comes crashing through the window makes Jill Valentine the Jill Valentine. Was it Meg- Megan the Stallion? Jill Jill the Valentine makes yes. Jill the Valentine look like a total pussy ass bitch. Yep. But and that's not the first time. It happens, it happens over a times in this movie. And yeah. over and over. Um Alice single handedly takes out the liquors. Yeah. Like yeah. no no hesitation, no hesitation no... just can blow them away. They're yeah. all dead. Um Everybody else is cowering in the corner. Yeah, Jill, Jill's like, you know, Jill's on the verge of tears in the corner. Um, and Alice, Alice saves the day. And they're all just awestruck by her awesomeness and how incredible she is. And, and no one no one says, how the fuck did you get that motorcycle through that through window? That window <laughs> how the yeah. fuck did that happen? Um, so while all this is happening, uh, we are told, or it, it showed that um, they're going to release, Umbrella has decided to release... Nemesis, mm-hmm. who is the villain in the third game. Yes. Who, in the game, um, and it seems like for a portion of this movie, has been programmed specifically by Umbrella to destroy Star's members. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he was just... Um, he They deploy him, and he just starts killing, like, Mad Star's members. Yeah. And that is his only, like, objective. Yeah. And, and, and like, so he won't just kill random people. Right. You know, he can... You know, well, it shows from like his perspective, yeah, like, like he, what's a threat and what's not yeah. a threat. Like all the stars members, well, most of the stars members are holed up in like a, a store somewhere, like yeah. A, and and Nemesis leaves the hive, and 
they, you know, the stars members are, you know, picking off zombies from, like, one of them's picking off zombies from the roof while the rest of them are inside trying to develop a game plan. Yes. Um, is it EJ? I'm sorry, LJ? LJ. LJ stumbles into where all the stars people are. He has, he has left the prison, couldn't evacuate the city because the bridge is closed off. And he finds himself in this shop or whatever where all the stars members are. And um, he's got he's got his custom his custom guns with yeah. him. He's got his my shit's custom. Um, and and the star and he's gonna just stay with the stars members because they're stars members. It's right. The, it's just a it's, it's a safe net. Well, yeah, for them. they're they're the best of the best. At least that's what the umbrella person says while they're watching Nemesis like destroy them. Yeah. So Nemesis comes up on the on the store that they're all in, and the thing has like a fucking Gatling gun. Like it's <laughs> yeah. outrageous. Um, and a sick rocket launcher. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty true. It's pretty true to the game. I will give them that. Yes. It's, it's pretty true to to the Nemesis in the game. Um, but we see things from his perspective. So like when he sees the stars members, it's like you know. Stars member, like, you know, annihilate. And then when he, like, looks at LJ, it's like, you know, armed it, civilian, moderate threat. You yeah. know, like, minor threat when he puts the yeah, guns down. Yeah, he puts the guns down and it was just, like, no threat or yeah. the minor threat, so he didn't care. Yeah, and he, like, walks so away. So he, he blows everybody else away and then LJ is just sitting there by himself. Yeah, like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Nemesis, like you said, he just, he smokes all the all the stars people. Yeah. Now, Jill is a stars member. Yes. And I believe and Peyton Carlos. is... Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Carlos is What's Umbrella. He? Carlos is... Um, is he umbrella? He's an Umbrella mercenary. Okay. She's a stars member. Was Peyton a stars member? I think member? Peyton's a stars member as well. Okay. Um, no sign of Chris Redfield anywhere, unfortunately. Um, so, at this point, uh, Alice, Jill, Peyton, and the reporter have left the church. Mm-hmm. They are trying to figure out a way to get out of the city. Jill is telling Alice, like, because Jill is just in awe of Alice, she's like, you know, those are some sick moves back there. <laughs> and, then, and then she says... Who wrote this? And then I know who wrote this. I'm not going to say it. Well, name. she says, no. you know, she, she tells Alice, I'm good, but I'm not that good. And I'm like, this girl sucks. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, this fucking chick is unbearable. Like, she sucks. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, this whole movie would be so much fucking better without Alice. Yeah. Um, they get a phone call on a payphone. It's Charles who has figured out yes, how to reach so them. This is yeah. Now he's reaching out to whoever he thinks he can. Yeah, and to he, save his daughter. Yeah, and he gets he gets Alice on the phone and basically tells her like, "I will get all of you out of the city. My daughter is trapped in the school. Please go get her." Um, Alice is like, "Great, like yeah, we can do that. Sure." And she and they also discover because Charles tells them like, you know, you have until sunrise to to get her and get out because they're gonna. Nuke. Yes, they're gonna. They're gonna they nuke the city. Just destroy it with a a nuke. Or, yeah, they're gonna nuke um, this whole city. They also he also makes that same identical offer to um, Carlos and Nikolai. Yeah, and actually, I think when they get to the school, that's where they actually meet. they all intersect at the school. Yeah. Um. So there there is a moment, and this also comes into play later on, where they're all discussing like what the hell they're gonna do. And Alice is like, "Well, I think we should go get the girl and get the hell out of here." Jill seems fine with it. Peyton, who's been bit and is like, mm-hmm. you know, slowly but surely getting sicker. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's not really feeling it. Um, but then when they find out that they're gonna get nuked, he's like, Well, how how could they get away with that? Like the whole the whole world's gonna know about it. Right. And they're like, Oh, Umbrella has the means to cover this whole thing up. They'll, they'll... <laughs> cover up a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Give me a break. Um, it's a fucking it's a pharmaceutical company. Like, how do you cover that up? <sighs> 
But, and now bear in mind, the reporter is still filming every goddamn thing. Her camera has been running this entire time, which battery life in 2004, that's impressive. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Um, So... They do go to the school. They do go to the school. Somewhere in the midst of that, Peyton there does become a zombie. Well, Nemesis finds Jill. Yes, okay. And Nemesis. Nemesis finds Jill and Peyton while they're crossing a bridge to get to the school. Okay. And... So, Alice... Alice is telling... Distracts him or something, Well, Alice Alice realizes what Nemesis is and and what his objective is, which is to kill Star's members, and she tells Jill to run. Yeah. So Jill and the Jill and the reporter take off. They are in a car and they come across LJ who has fled the previous massacre. Yeah. yeah. And he comes along with them to go to the school. Alice tries to take on Nemesis <laughs> because she's I'm pretty sure she just tried to distract him. I, I remember but, her, I, I mean I remember her running fight. I remember her running at him shooting like double double shooting pistols <laughs> or whatever. And... Most of the movie is that. <laughs> um and Alice gets the wind knocked out of her, and, yeah. and but I I do love that when Nemesis, Nemesis looks at her, it's like you know, whatever her title is at Umbrella, you know, threat level moderate. It's like of course she is because she's she's a force to be fucking reckoned with, the Mary Sue of the fucking Resident Evil movies, right? Um, so Jill, Jill, the reporter, LJ, they make it to the school, uh, while while Alice is trying to distract Nemesis, they. I think it's LJ runs into Carlos, who's also at the school. Yes. Carl- and Carlos and Nikolai, they're, they're together. Yes. Yeah. Jill, oh, well, before this happens, the reporter goes into a classroom and there appears to be a child crying or making some. Yes. And she's like, and she assumes it's Angie. And she's yes. like, are you Angela? Like, it's okay. We're going to get you out of here. And she like touches the girl's shoulder, which you never do. Never no. do that. If you're saying, are you Angie? And that. And they don't like turn around. They don't turn around anything. or say anything. No, like, get out of that room. No. <laughs> so the, the child turns around. It's a zombie. And unbeknownst to her, somehow she missed the fact that this entire classroom is filled with zombie children. Yes, right? No, right. no peripheral. No <laughs> peripheral vision whatsoever. Doesn't realize that there's like 10 zombie kids in this fucking class. Um, and the reporter gets eaten. Yeah, like, like straight, up, straight eaten. up eaten. <laughs> straight up eaten. Yeah. LJ runs into Carlos. Jill goes into the classroom where all of a sudden these zombie kids are nowhere to be found. Yep. Finds the, finds the reporter's camera, which is still rolling. Yes. But also finds Angie. She does. Who was in that classroom. Apparently. And completely safe. Completely safe. Didn't get eaten by the zombies. Not even didn't, bite. Didn't warn the reporter, like, hey, get the fuck out of here. There's a bunch of kids in here. Right. Just, you know, and Angie's totally fine, like, yep. unscathed. And Jill is, like, on this rescue mission to save her. Yeah. The one thing, another, like, little breadcrumb that they throw fans is that there are, like, we get a pan outside of the school and there's, like, a canine unit. Yes. And that was, like, one of the biggest things about the Resident Evil games is that dogs are the hardest fucking things to kill in that game. <laughs> like, it's impossible. It's like, impossible you, to kill a dog. Like, they're just all over the fucking... You can't shoot them. Like, they're just... It's out of control. Like, that's always been the worst part of those games are the fucking dogs. So... Dude, it's like The Last of Us 2. I hate it. Oh, the that. dogs are so like, frustrating. give me a break! <laughs> <laughs> Freaking dogs! Um, so, Jill is escaping with Angie... And she's doing a really good job. Like she is. She's like really considerate of this kid, like not getting hurt. Yeah, because she, she's is. Jill. Jill's always been the best character. Mm-hmm. Um, they do come across a dog, and they meet Nikolai. 
Yes. And Nikolai's like, I'll take care of the dog for you. Like, don't worry. Because he doesn't like dogs anyway. Mm-hmm. And Jill and Angie, like, run out the back door of one of the classrooms while the dog is in there. Yes. But Nikolai, poor Scott, Scott Farkas. <laughs> he... He gets knocked down by the dog. Yeah. And you think, like, he's going to be okay because he's an umbrella mercenary, but there's another dog in that classroom. There and, is. And he gets, he gets mauled. Yep. Um, so, uh, <laughs> my, my notes are just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think Jill, they kind of escaped, like, where, like, a ki- the kitchen. kitchen. The kitchen yeah. area. That's, yeah. Because this is, I think that's why my notes are all over the place is because I got so angry that I was just Cause like. Because the movie is all over the place. Well, it it is, but it, it's another example of Alice being, yeah. Just... So, so this part really pissed me off. Yeah. Well, a lot of it really pissed me off. <laughs> but so, so was it the dogs? Because I thought it was more liquors. Um. So there were dogs in the kitchen, and there was also like a zombie, like cafeteria worker <laughs> okay. that kind of fucked things so, up. So basically, so they're in the cafeteria or the kitchen. It's just Jill and Angie, right? So they're just hiding and trying to get away. So what Jill does, smart move on her. Yeah. However, of course, it doesn't work because, you know, she's not, you know. She's not Alice. She's not Alice. Exactly. So she turns on all, like, all the ovens in there are gas. Yeah. She turns on all the gas. And as they're running away, she lights a match. She's going to blow everything to hell. she's going to try to just blow it to hell, right? The match goes out before it hits the gas. Yeah. So nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, show Alice Flicking a cigarette into the kitchen there. Because smoking's awesome. Remember that. Smoking, yes. The, the message, so, of, the underlying message of this movie is that smoking, <laughs> smoking is cool as fuck. So, <laughs> so anyway, so she flicks it. I think Jill like trips because Jill's a chump in this. Apparently, <laughs> she trips. Alice goes around Angela with like a fire with, like a mylar blanket or something, and just <laughs> covers herself and the kid. Completely unscathed from this explosion. And Jill is just, like, in the corner, <laughs> busted an ankle or something. Yeah, she's all fucked up. Um, <laughs> so they, Unbelievable. Like, give me a goddamn break. Yeah, so, so of course, Jill Jill can't be a hero. No, Alice, has, no. Alice has to save the day, yeah. of course. Um, but anyway, they, they get Angie they get Angie out. They and, do. And they team up with Carlos and LJ, who's LJ still alive. Now, yeah. and, and they're making their way to this rendezvous point. Um, I think that they are sitting in like a van or something. A vehicle. Yeah, and um, and we find out, and and Angie, who's never met Alice before, but like knows somehow, some way, like oh, this woman is infected, like I am. Yeah. Because that you know that's also a thing that plays over and over again throughout this movie is that Alice. Well, is she like, might have like seen like this because she pulls up the marks and sees the marks on her arm. Yeah, she's got like the marks from where they injected her with like yeah. the T virus, antivirus, or whatever. So. Alice, Alice, of course, is like an umbrella experiment who's su- mm-hmm. superhuman or what the fuck ever. I don't know. Um, but they're they're making their way to the rendezvous point, and they are, I believe, intercepted by like the big umbrella bad guy when they get there. Like their plans, <laughs> their plans just go completely awry. Like yeah. Angie, Angie I mean, is Angie is able to reunite with her dad. She does. I mean, I mean, obviously. In, intertwined there we know angie's um uh, infected because she she then talks about the t-virus and the t-virus caused all this shit to yeah. happen and that she has the antivirus like in her super fancy you know cooler lunchbox thing i saw that <laughs> and they actually injected 
was it Carlos? Cause oh, he got Car- bit. Carlos had been bitten, so, so they, they injected, injected him. him with the antivirus. So we'll, so he's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, Angie had some sort of genetic thing that her father basically created the T virus to cure her. To cure her. I think she was saying like she couldn't walk or something, or she was yeah. super sick. So he he's a scientist. He comes up with like this cure, right? Not realizing that also it can do this. Right. Like, so he had, he developed the antivirus. Yeah. To basically keep her infection in check. Yeah. So that whole thing happens, which is so very similar realize, to like how this happened, which is, which is, I think an almost identical, I, I mean, I haven't played it in a really long time, but Resident Evil two with Leon and Claire with mm-hmm. William Birkin. And I think it's Sherry, Sherry Birkin's the daughter. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Like she, she has the antivirus in her blood. He's the scientist dad that just goes a little bit too far or the mom goes a little bit too far. It's, it's one of those kind of things. Right. Um, so, as you were saying before, they get to the rendezvous point. Yes. But are ambushed by the, you know, not Wesker. <laughs> no, I was waiting not for Wesker. Wesker to show up. but Well, you know he doesn't, because why would that happen? Yeah. Um, but the umbrella guy is that, yeah, the umbrella guy, Kane, who is like, he, he was the guy on the bridge that stopped the evacuation. He's the guy that... Uh, ordered Nemesis to kill the stars, like stars members. Like he's he's just the bad guy at Umbrella. Yeah. Um. And he, I think they're getting on the helicopter to Thomas Crushman. Yeah, they're getting on the helicopter to flee, and Kane and like a bunch of Umbrella operatives show up to stop them, and he and and this is this is again like just what the fuck? Like what the actual fuck is so dumb? So. Alice is on the helicopter. She turns around. Kane has like a gun to her head. He leads her off the um, leads her off the helicopter. She comes out to see Carlos, Jill, um, LJ, uh, Charles, and Angie are all kind of not restrained, but they're all lined up outside this helicopter. Right. And fucking who should show up? But Nemesis. Like Nemesis well, he shows pulls up. Out Nemesis. Yeah, it has Nemesis show up. Yeah. Also, and, was it? It was Kane that gets Astrid, right? I believe. The doctor there? Yeah, yeah, he shoots him. Yeah. Well, so so he, Nemesis shows up, and now bear in mind, the city's going to get nuked in about an hour, mm-hmm. two hours, like, not even. Like, the sun's on its way up. It's supposed to happen at sunrise. Right. Rather than just be like, let's just kill all these people, except Alice, because, like, she's of use to us or whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking know. He's like, you know, Nemesis is standing there, and he's given this big speech about, like, oh, they're so similar. And it's like, are they though? Okay, because <laughs> right. I don't, I don't remember Alice being in the games, but okay. Um, <laughs> right. I know where the fuck she came from. Okay. Oh my god! So, so ridiculous on so many levels. So, he, so rather than rather than like you know, hey, we should probably get the fuck out of Dodge. They're gonna drop a nuke on us. He orders them to fight. He wants to see what happens when Nemesis and Alice fight. Yeah, he like forces them to fight, and she's just like. No. So he shoots and kills Charles. Yeah. So like, and he's like, he's like, do it. Yeah. And then yeah, he's like, if you keep refusing, I'll like shoot all of them one by one. Right. And poor Angie's all like, because ah, her dad's dead. Right. You know? right, like, right. 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 Like all that for nothing. Um. So 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 we are treated to a dumb fight scene. A dumb another dumb fight scene where Alice is like fucking bobbing and weaving like Neo in the Matrix and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and yeah. Nemes- Nemesis can't get the better of her like Yeah, right. You know, and meanwhile fucking Jill is relegated to like an extra in this fucking movie. It's Yes, and I think at this I think they were tied up. They had uh like zip ties around their hands. Yeah. And that entire time I want to say Carlos was trying to He had like a knife himself. and he was trying to like cut and his And then freed the others obviously. Um 
So at one point, because of course she fucking does, Alice gets the upper hand and she fucking pushes Nemesis onto like this exposed piece of like rebar or yeah, pipe or something. Plank or something. Um, and and she's gonna kill him, but then she looks him in the eye. <laughs> she looks him in the one human eye that she he realizes has. who it is. It's Matt from the first movie, her friend. Yeah. 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 And then they have a tender moment. And then they have a tender moment, and then she stops. She stops, and and she won't kill him. Nope. And at this, and then does she start talking to Kane again? Yeah, and and she's telling him like I'm and not going to kill him. Yeah. Then there's this whole speech where he's like, uh, she said that she's like I'm a freak. I'm like, no, Mila, you are not a freak. You are perfect. Except this movie is dumb. Yeah. And your character is dumb, which I feel like you're probably aware of yeah. <laughs> the way she's in this movie. Um, but he's like, no, you're evolution. Yeah. Like, this is the next stage of whatever the hell they're trying to do. Yeah. And then um, Nemesis gets out of Nem- Nemesis gets free just as Carlos gets free. And yes. he, he frees Jill and they start, like, slaughtering some of the Umbrella people that are yes. around them. Kane. Is, like, ordering Nemesis to kill them. Yes. But Nemesis, because he's looked Alice, he's looked Mila Jovovich in her beautiful eyes, <laughs> he develops consciousness and empathy somehow. Just, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and he turns on Kane and Umbrella. Yeah, and starts murking them. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, you know, it's always satisfying to see that, but still, it doesn't make up for the atrocity that is this movie. Yeah. So they all they all get on the helicopter to mm-hmm. to bail, which LJ is now piloting, piloting somehow. because you know he can fly a helicopter. Sure. It's cool, it's legit. I think there's a co-pilot. I don't know, but we... I don't. So maybe, anyway, they're maybe. they're all in the helicopter. Kane gets to get on the helicopter, and Alice boots him off just as zombies are breaching the surface of the yeah, I mean the roof of the building, off. and he gets torn to bits. Yep. Um, he gets torn to pieces on on the roof of the thing as they're flying away. Yep. Um. The helicopter is taking off, and like I said, like, he, he was so busy, Kane was so busy having them fight that, like, they didn't get the fuck out of Dodge, because as the helicopter's taking off, the fucking the army, bomb... yeah, the army's coming in with, like, the nuke. Yeah, like, the bomb's going off, it starts um, to go off. So they drop, they, they drop, like, a fucking nuke on Raccoon City. Yep. And the shockwave fucks up the helicopter as it's taking, yeah, taking off. Yeah, causes it to crash. Um, this, like, piece of, like, metal goes flying towards Angie and Alice rather than just like pull her down or like move she her just jumps in the way and gets <laughs> pummeled in the face like this piece <laughs> yeah. of metal and it's like and she's like hemorrhaging and like clearly like bleeding out yeah and, and the helicopter the helicopter goes down yeah and we get like the you know like six hours later yeah in some undisclosed location yeah it's like somewhere out, outside, outside of the city outside of Raccoon City um, an umbrella is there at the at the scene of the crash. They cannot find anybody else, but they do find Alice's body. Yeah, everybody else is missing. Yes, except so, her. So they because they, we're supposed to believe that all those people would have just left her body there. Yeah. So they take they take Alice back to I don't know where because Raccoon City got nuked or the fucking a taker <laughs> to another hive. I guess, <laughs> but. You know how the reporter was filming everything? Yeah. We get snippets of, like, news clips about, like, oh, there was this <coughs> disaster in Raccoon City. Yeah, they chalk it up to be basically a power plant. Yep. And then... down like, Chernobyl. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, and then and then it's, you know, we found this footage that 
details Umbrella's atrocities and it's yes. going to launch this huge criminal investigation. And the next news clip is like, you know, Umbrella under under investigation for blah, blah, blah. And then the next one is, you know, was that video a hoax? And then the, and then the next <laughs> yeah. one was like, it was definitely a hoax. And it was perpetrated by Jill Valentine and, and Carlos Oliveira. Right? Like, like the remaining surviving stars members. Who no one can find. No one can find them. Exactly. Um, and blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, and, and now the president is thanking Umbrella for their swift recovery efforts. So it's so it all comes full circle where umbrella right. is untouchable which, yeah which is really the only part that i was like ah that's clever i like that yes. that's i mean yes because umbrella is one of those companies that is untouchable like johnson and johnson <laughs> yeah no more tears my ass um <laughs> shut <laughs> up dude anyways so now we're this movie is still going still on. fucking going still going on still going when does it end never so now she's back in another hive i assume yep although it was underground so it could have been perfectly safe. However, you'd have to get there. And there's a whole thing behind that bullshit. It's going to be a but, whole thing. Yeah. But anyways, she, so she's in, let's say, the hive again in yeah. like a tube. Yeah. With tubes in her and water and this and that. So basically she's not dead. Yeah. Because why would she die? Yeah. Not burned at all, by the way, despite the fact not that her body remotely. was like charred to bits when they found exactly. her. She's totally fine. Totally fine. Completely healed up. Um, they let her out of the. They empty the. They empty the water right, out of so the now weird. Now we have a new bad guy for like a hot minute. So yeah, like the, the new umbrella guy, Isaac. Isaac uh, lets her out of her like little water chamber thing. She's like all disoriented. Um, she's like not talking. He's yeah. Like, Can you speak? What do you remember? And she doesn't say anything. She's just looking like she's clearly in shock, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. For what's happening. But then, uh, well, yeah, some guy comes over with a clipboard to have the have Isaac sign off on something, and she's looking, and he's like, "Do you know what this is? This is a pen. Can you sign yeah, your name?" You sign? And she like takes the pen, takes and the she's pen. trying she's to like scribbling a little bit. On and it. all I could think of was, I don't, do you remember the movie Indian in the Cupboard when the Indian comes to life, and the kid the kid spends like an agonizing like ten minutes trying to teach the trying to teach the Indian in the cupboard how to say the word plastic. And he's like, vaguely, can, it's can been a you long say, time. Can you say plastic? Like it's, it's he's like it's a pen alice or, no it's a pen can you say pen <laughs> when people weren't allowed to act <laughs> um so there's guys like monitoring alice's like heart rate and stuff now that she's out of the chamber and yeah. things are starting to like get elevated like yeah. she, shit's starting to go a little crazy with yeah. alice yeah and the guy's like telling them like to order to order all these tests and like da 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 do this do this we're gonna do all this blood work or whatever and alice is like you know still what appears to be in shock yes but one of the guys is like sir like you really need to come look at these stats because it's like fucking red and blinking and clearly yeah, something's wrong like something is going on about and here. of course alice who's a badass of course <laughs> is like my name is alice and i remember everything, everything. and then she yeah. like wipes out the entire yes. fucking umbrella thing destroys it and then there was like the one dude in the cctv room who's watching all this who's watching this happen and then she like looks at the camera and Causes its head to explode. Because <laughs> like scanners. Now, cause, <laughs> yes. Uh, because now she's got, like, psionic abilities and shit. <laughs> yeah, she's got superpowers. Who the hell knows? She's got um, more superpowers. So she walks out of Umbrella, and all these guns are pointed at her. There's a fuck ton of Umbrella people with their guns pointed at her. And a fucking SUV pulls up, yeah. and it's Jill and Carlos. And LJ. And LJ. And Angela. And Angela. Angela's in the backseat. And it's just like, this is a, this is a company this is a company that makes bioweaponry. You mean to tell me that any person with an SUV with tinted windows can just roll up in here <laughs> yes. and be like, she's coming with us? 
And they use, like, Carlos's credentials to, like, get her in the car where they can't... And it's, like, does no one realize, like, this dude, this dude's, like, a mercenary? What kind of, like, fucking authority? He's a mercenary! He's not top brass! Why is he... <laughs> what the fuck is he allowed to take... Why are they letting him take Alice? He's a fucking soldier! Like, I don't... It doesn't make... They like, can do whatever the hell they want. And also, side note, but, like, he escaped with Jill. Like, he escaped with Jill and Alice, like, in that helicopter. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that in the time that it took for that helicopter to take off and them to recover Alice, they didn't think, like, hey, maybe we should take away this guy's, like, credentials and, like, his his entry ID so that he can't break into Umbrella because clearly he's a traitor? No one thought to fucking do that? No? No, because, you know, they, they pull up. They, you know, put her in the car, they're leaving, has his credentials, and they're just like, they let them go. Yeah. Because Isaacs, the new umbrella guy that had her in, like, the tube and shit, tells him to let them go. Yeah. This was all part of Umbrella's plan, Ashley. But then he's like, activate whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And Alice, and, and like, Jill is like, are you okay? What did they do to you Project Alice or something. Project Alice. Yeah. And and Alice is, like, looking at each of the people in the car, and it's showing up like it did with Nemesis, where it's, like, you know, threat level minor, threat level moderate, you know? So Alice is, like, the new Nemesis. Yeah. Um, And that is, that is uh, the Alice movie with Resident Evil references. That's... (laughs) That, that is Resident Evil Apocalypse. Oh That's how the fucking it movie was ends. Such a joke. The budget on this movie was forty-five million dollars. That is outrageous. And so you could tell how they saved money on the budget because all like the zombies shots and action shots were clipped together very quick. Like yes. the shots themselves were very quickly and distorted, yes. so you could you know not really use a bunch of makeup on zombies and things like that. Um, it made one hundred twenty one twenty nine point three million. All right, so here here's where I'm going to alienate some people. If you if you went to see this in the theater, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm not going to say. Go I was, ahead. I was going to Go say. Ahead. I was going to say the fuck. Like what? What the fuck? I mean, the, like I said, the first one I thought was pretty good as a standalone movie. It had, it had nothing to do with Resident Evil. It would have been fine, but no. they didn't really tie it into the game, like hardly at all. Um, this particular part of the franchise is the lowest rated one in the franchise, which is saying a lot because they're all pretty terrible. They're all terrible. And it gets even more outlandish as the franchise goes on because now, you know, she's just like this super being. Yeah. And I mean, it's very hard for me to enjoy a movie if I don't like the characters. Please tell me why the hell I should give a crap about Alice when she's literally unstoppable. Yeah. Like, there's no conflict. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what she's going to come well, up again. she's a Mary Sue. Like, which, I don't, like, yeah, yeah, like, I don't care about this because where's the conflict? Where's her weakness? This, there is none. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot about this movie franchise that really bothers me. I mean, I've gone into it. Like, <laughs> so many. So many times. But, like, but that's my thing is, is you're, you're taking a character that is not, part of the the original game franchise makes no appearance in the game franchise and you're and you're making it all about her and these characters that people actually want to see are secondary and yeah. not only that but they look like bitches next to her like mm-hmm. 
I get it, it's not real, whatever. Like, but like you play the game, you play Resident Evil 1, and like Chris is a badass. Jill is a badass. Like, they're badass characters. Right. Then you put them in this movie with this fucking person who's not even in the games. Right. And who's fucking who's better than all of them? Who's better than all of them? Yeah. Jill can't do shit. Chris can't do shit. I think in the one with Claire, Claire's a fucking weakling compared to She was in the next one, which yeah. I wanna say Extinction, I think. Yep, yeah, it was ex- um, Extinction. Yeah, she so, was in the next one, and she, and, again, they did the same thing. They made her look like a pussy. And the most unforgivable thing, I think, about all of this is the fact that they were still cranking out games now and then, but because of these movies and, like, the audience being drawn to these movies, they started, like, forming the games after the movies because the first, like, three games, it's, like, it's survival horror. That's yeah. the whole thing. It's yeah. survival horror. And then you get into, like, fucking four or five and then on and all of a sudden it's like oh you can do matrixy bending moves in slow motion and like fucking flip around and like yeah and like basically like you can dodge bullets you can dodge bullets and like oh like it's outrageous and like i think the the worst offender is i forget which game it was it's when ada is in it and all of a sudden it wasn't resident evil 4 she was in resident evil it might have been resident evil 4 there's another one that she appears in but it's it's Ada, Ada Wong, who yeah. in in the in Resident Evil Two is just a normal chick, like you know, trying trying to fucking uh, save save her boyfriend who's a scientist at Umbrella. Whatever, and yeah. then when she can't save him, she's like a fucking she she double crosses Leon to like yeah. get the cure or whatever the fuck it was she's trying to get, um, and she dies and has like a normal you know that's it. When she comes back, all of a sudden Ada's doing like fucking backflips. And I think it's Resident Evil, um, it's the one where you play as Chris. And Chris and, I forget the, the woman's name, she's great, um, but you're in, like, Africa somewhere. And there is, like, a masked person that's, like, wiping out people. And come to find out, it's Jill. And Jill has, she has, like, a thing in her that, that Wesker is using to control her. Right. But when you square off against Jill, it's all Matrixy fucking backflips and front flips and running up the wall, like, sideways. And, yeah. like... Taking them and flipping them over your fucking... It's like... It's just action at that point. Yeah. And, it's and like, like, unrealistic action. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just want my zombie game back. That's... Mm. I just want my zombie game back. Yeah, That's all was, I want. Yeah. I, I want to say I started... Like, I didn't mind Resident Evil 4. It was I didn't mind okay. It. it was okay. But then... But then there was this lull where it's just... It was just trash and they weren't popular and... I Like, I don't know how popular they were, but nobody was really interested. But then... But then... But then... A light in the dark. They come out with Resident Evil Seven. It's fucking which was back to amazing. the like back to the like their old school I want... survival horror where you have Ethan, who's the main character, yep. new character, right? Yeah, and and is he a is fucking... not a superhuman. He's a normal person. He's a normal. He's person. a normal fucking person. Mm-hmm. Um, Resident Evil Seven is great. It is, and then the next one came out, Resident Evil Village. Yep. Which was also really good. Yeah. Which you're playing as Ethan again. But then at the end of that, that's actually basically the end of his story. I'm yeah. obviously not going to spoil anything. Everybody should play it. Um, but they, they, but, you know, uh, is it Capcom? Capcom. Capcom. Um, they they kind of went back to their roots with Resident Evil, which was nice. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. If I'm playing a survival horror game, I want horror. Yeah. I don't yeah. want fucking, I don't want Matrix bullshit. Like... I don't, I don't want it. Unlimited ammo. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't, my characters don't need to be fucking doing backflips and, 
and flying kicks and it's, <laughs> it's totally fucking and dodging bullets and like throwing like throwing knives at like no just fucking bring me back to the zombie like bring me back to the original premise of the game there's a fucking virus it's turning people into monsters that's all i need to know um i i had mentioned this, i had mentioned this off mic but it is worth saying on mic um <laughs> i alice alice reminds me of um just just in the sense of how insulting it is so it the the yeah. movie the mov- to the fans yeah well the movie Patriots Day starring Mark Wahlberg it's about the Boston Marathon bombing and and <laughs> I was thinking the one with Mel Gibson oh no that's the Patriot that's the Patriot <laughs> which still holds up I know Mel Gibson's trash, trash but that but, that's yeah. a great movie um Heath Ledger makes that movie but Anyways. but Patriots Day starring Mark Wahlberg now there were plenty of people in and around the Boston Marathon bombing like. Uh, aftermath and investigation that could could reasonably be hailed as a hero. Plenty of people stepped up. And Mark Wahlberg made this movie and made a not not that he was not that he did it all all by himself. There's other people that were involved, but rather than play any of those like real people that stepped up and did like heroic shit, he was a composite character. And his character was based on all sorts of different people. Um, but of course, Mark Wahlberg is like, he's the fucking hero of the movie. Like, if you watch Patriot's Day, despite the fact that he's playing like a Boston police officer in a certain jurisdiction, suddenly he's in other jurisdictions that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, why are you all the way over here when you work over here? And how is it that you're saving the fucking day when like somebody, like a real person saved the fucking day? Why don't you just play that real person? That's why I don't like those types of movies because like they create these characters that are just unstoppable. Well, that's like, you you know, what's going to come out at the end. Like there's no surprise. Exactly. And 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 I don't don't care. Like I want to see normal people saving the day. Yeah. Like struggling with what, you know, what they have to do, but they manage to make it work. Right. But they're not just like, these superhumans that can do anything. Well, that's a, Alice is basically a composite character of all of the Resident Evil women yeah. put into one, but she's unstoppable and just there. She's just forced down your fucking throat. And yeah. I hate this movie. I hate the character. This is the only reason we did this movie because Ashley just needed to vent about it I again. needed to vent. You literally <laughs> vent about this constantly. I don't know why you have to do it again. <laughs> because I, well, because I wanted to make something, well, I wanted to eat food while we did it. And, Fair enough. <laughs> and just really drive my point home that this movie is trash. Um, I don't have a body count. There were too many. Um, yeah. So under where I have <laughs> a body count, because I was like, oh, I should probably write down the kill count, right? I didn't. And then... There's After too many. that, I just wrote underneath there. I'm like, 28 minutes in, checked out. <laughs> I completely checked out of the movie at, at a, 28 minutes into it. So um, I have no idea. Like, you know, there were people that died. <laughs> star rating, what would you give it? One. Same. Like, what a piece of trash. Um, the only reason I gave it a one is because I really do like Mila Jovovich. I like Jared Harris. I like yeah, Odette like Fair. Yeah, like the people in them, you know, they Great did a cast. fine job. Great cast. Great cast. Poorly written characters. Like, they tore up Jill. Jill was already written perfectly fine yeah. from the games. Yeah. Alice is just written like a joke. Yeah. Um, But you can't, you know, you yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, you got to get that paper. <laughs> one star. Do you have any interesting tidbits other than like how uh, trash this was well like how much they spent to make it how much it made uh, well i mentioned earlier it was 43 million mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm sorry, 45 million. (laughs) 129.3 million was made off of it, so they still came out on top, obviously. Um, The response was overwhelmingly negative. (laughs) (laughs) Lowest rated film of the series. Um, Roger Ebert, you know, utterly meaningless waste of time. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, one star out of four, even for people interested in biological horror, it's pretty generic. (laughs) And I like biological horror. Wasn't uh, 28 Days Later biological horror? 28 Days Later is one of the best (laughs) movies ever made. And then the sequel, which is also excellent. 28 28 Weeks Later, right? Yeah. So good. Um... But wasn't that bio warfare? I think the the rage virus was the, a bio. They were weapon. they were developing. Uh, yeah, they were developing was, a rage. Yeah, a rage and that virus. wasn't, and that had no superhumans in it. Nope. The only superhumans were obviously zombies, and they're very fast and very scary. Very scary. And Killian Murphy is fucking great in that he's, movie. He's so great in it. Yeah, gouging people's eyes out. So fucking good. Yeah. Um, Entertainment Weekly gave this a D rating. Praised Jovovich, but felt the rest of the cast was straight to DVD. Aw, that's mean. <laughs> well, cine. So this is this is interesting. Cinefantastique Cinefast, uh, commented that Jovovich looked bored and that Guillory's, Jill, portrayal of Jill was the film's saving grace. Oh, okay. So there was two people, like, uh, yes, in a way, but I'm sorry, but Guillory also looked bored as hell. Yeah. Uh, in 2009, Time ranked this as one of the top ten worst video game films. Bloody Disgusting ranked it as both the West and worst film in the series. <laughs> but I feel like Bloody Disgusting is uh, biased in yeah. some way. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, most of what I have. The special effects included green screens, computer, genera- computer generated imagery, or, or CGI. Right. Uh, map paintings, tracking wire removal, and scale models. Nemesis was actually a costume. There was a guy in it. Um, the only CGI effect that was added to him was his eye. Okay. The eye. Um, uh, Taylor, the guy chosen to play Nemesis, um, Matthew G. Taylor, was chosen to play Nemesis because he <laughs> stood at 6.7 feet and weighed 320 pounds. Holy shit. So he's a huge guy. Yeah. Um, although I will give it this. There was a teaser trailer released and it was an umbrella ad for a skin rejuvenating product, if you will. I feel like I might remember And then the this. woman turns into a zombie in the, in the commercial. But I really do like that kind of marketing. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just like a teaser. Like, like they make Umbrella look like it's a real thing. Right. You know, in our world. Speaking of which, years ago, um, I was visiting my parents and I was driving through Uxbridge. It was like 11 in the morning. I'm at a stoplight at an intersection. Yeah. This black car pulls up next to me, right? Like an old, like big sedan, like a Crown Vic or something. And like matte black with like antennas, you know, kind of like a like an unmarked police car. Oh, okay, yeah. But there was an umbrella logo on the door. That's cool. And I like just the logo, very small too. It was like maybe two, three inches wide in that's, diameter. That's still cool. And I looked over, I'm like, oh, and I'm like, please don't tell me that actually exists. But that was super cool. That's neat. Um, but you know, that's just homage to the game. You know, yeah. sure. I drive by people sometimes that have the Jeeps that they've tricked out to look like the Jurassic Park. The Jurassic Park, Park. <laughs> I know. Great. Those They're are so fun. great. Those I passed fun. them not that long ago. I was dying. It was yeah. funny. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I have. Um, well, I wanted to do a really bad movie because our next movie that we have coming up, and I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, the, next movie spoil that, it. the next movie that we have coming up is awesome. And yes. it's it's a favorite 
of you and I, and it's genuinely scary. So yeah. I wanted I wanted to just kind of like do an extreme low before we do an extreme high. So <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> bitch, please. You've been wanting to do a Resident Evil movie since we started. And this. I finally got it. And that's the last one. I'm not watching no, any more of those. You couldn't fucking I, pay I, me you, to watch yeah. any more of those. Yeah, um, legit. Do you want to talk, because you took the recipe this week. I know you made nachos last week, and this week we thought this was very clever, kind of a play on we the had, game. Yeah, and... we had to um, really think outside the box for this one, because, again, this movie's trash, and it has nothing to do, do with the game, but um, as far as what I did was an ode to the game. Yes. So, if you're familiar with the game... You have your red herbs and you have your green herbs. And, and blue. Com- and blue. And then you combine whatever to make bigger herbs, apparently. And that's how you heal yourself. Okay. Because so, you always have the virus, right? So so the green herb is when you're when you're hurt and oh, you're okay. on the verge of dying, the green herb heals you. Okay. The blue herb is when you're poisoned. It gets rid of the poison. Okay. The red herb strengthens either the green or blue. <laughs> so if you mix... You can put them together, though, right? You can't. So if you mix two green and a red, you're at full health. If you mix, like, a green, a blue, and a red, you're not poisoned anymore. Your health goes up a little bit. Actually, it goes up a lot because you have the red. If you mix, like, three green, perfect health. Three blue, totally unnecessary. You don't need to do that. But you're totally not poisoned anymore. It's a whole fucking thing. It's great. It's great. <laughs> right? Right? It's, like, who could follow this shit? Me. Um, I could. <laughs> well, you're just the right type of autistic. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um... Anyways, so what I did is uh, I made an herb flatbread. I love it. <laughs> so good. Um, so creative. I love it. Yeah. No, it was very, very clever. Um, so <laughs> there was three herbs used. Um, and what I did was I'm making a flatbread. So we're going to make dough. Dough super easy to make. Yep. You know. Use quick act- acting yeast. Don't use sourdough because that'll take forever. Um, the dough obviously is just like bread, water, oil. I think might be in it, and the yeast. You mix that up, let it rest for like ten minutes or so, and then you divide it into, you know, smaller dough balls. Right. And um, and then you just cook it in a pan, right? You just like fry it, if you will, I guess. Okay. Um, about a minute on each side, depending on how large your dough is so then what i did is i made a whipped feta herb cream cheese love it so it's cream cheese feta and a mix of rosemary chives and thyme so those three herbs which one would be the green herb in this situation the green herb would probably be chives okay what would be the red herb rosemary and the blue herb thyme gotcha (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just checking just checking right like wow, that's really creative that's good on like me but, but you know these herbs also lend themselves very well to fall flavors okay like rosemary yeah. th- like they they do really well in cold weather which okay. is why I still have some yeah so so they they're just strong as hell um and obviously they're all fresh I cut them yesterday I hate cutting herbs it sucks <laughs> but I did it um yeah just mix all of it up together however much you want you know, you add some black pepper and you really want to use a food processor to get the whole whipped bit in the, in the cheese there because cream cheese and feta are very, um, they're not dry, but they're very, um, not chalky. 
but they crumble. You know, they're not smooth. Yeah, it's well, not. It's not. It is smooth, but it's very dense. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to blend. You know what I mean? Like right. Yeah. So I had to like blend it in my ninja. <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm like running the stupid thing yesterday, and Andy's in the the living room watching TV, and I'm like, this thing is terrifying. <laughs> Because <laughs> normally I'll just, you know, pulse it, but because of the because of the, the consistency of the cheeses you're using, you really just have to sh- put that shit on blend for, like, five minutes. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I just hit that button, and I'm just like, if something goes wrong, I'm dead. I'm so dead. <laughs> There's, like, five blades in this thing. They're all razor sharp. I can't clean the thing, because I'll lose every finger I have. <laughs> like, oh my god. But anyways... Use a regular food processor, whatever you have, it's fine. Just whip it, just cut it, you know, chop it up until it's like a creamy consistency, which you will get. You just, you just have to use it for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's pretty much about the extent of it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Now, now this herb flatbread, which I'm very excited to try, hypothetically speaking, if I were to get bit by a big snake that comes out of a wall, um, if I get bit by a zombie dog... Um, if a zombie takes a bite out of me, will this will this not only so- stop the poison from spreading, but will it heal me? All the herbs are mixed together. Okay, so yes. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, well, I'm really excited to try it, and we will have some photos and the recipe up on our Instagram the day that this episode goes live. Again, we're over on uh, Baking to the Bee Movies on Instagram. Um, despite the fact that X has like infinite characters now, I still well, can't. you have to like pay for it now, don't you? I'm not giving Elon Musk a dime, right? Um, like of like of all the things going on in the world right now, specifically North America, specifically the United States. I was you're, like, you're yeah, don't bring like, Canada like, into like, this, right? Like, <laughs> like here's Elon Musk, one of the richest men, richest men in the world. In the world, buys Twitter whatever fine and then is has the audacity to charge people yeah for whatever well we have a so we're not meanwhile unions are striking across the board yeah because of people like him you know who would never do this richard branson <laughs> he'd never do this no he just he just stays on his island flies his planes that's it I have no qualms with Richard Branson. I fly, I fly Virgin whenever I can. I, 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 like, I like it. I love that airline. Um, no issues there. But yeah, the recipe is. I mean, it's not going to be on Twitter slash X because it just we don't have enough carrot. Like, yeah. there's a character limit on the on the free because I ain't paying for shit. But um, it'll it'll be on our Instagram. Um, so we'll have pictures. The recipe again. It's at Baking to the B Movies on Instagram. Um, Twitter Baking to B Movies. You can hit us up on Gmail. Let us know if you make if you make your own version of this flatbread and you want to like give us a recommendation or if you use like a different kind of ingredient, absolutely send us an email. Let us know. It's at baking to the bee movies at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, um, definitely. Share your recipes or your version of the recipes. Mm-hmm. If you have any thoughts about this movie or the video games or anything, I will check the email. And if you want to talk to, I will send you the longest email of like my <laughs> thesis about these fucking movies and how garbage they are. I will send that to you for free, free of charge. I'll send it to you and, and you can do whatever you want with that. But hit us up, hit us up on Gmail. Um, Steph, do you have anything else before we take off? I'm glad this episode is over. Um, I was really dreading this one. I was not looking forward to it. I watched the movie this week again, yep. obviously, to, you know, This my is memory. my first time watching it all the way through. I could, I could never make it all the way through. And I'm like, this is, a tr- I, again, I remember seeing it in the theater and I remember not hating it that much. It this one? Like, or, yeah. the, or the first one? 
This one. Okay. Like, the first one, again, I thought was okay, standalone. This one, I didn't think it was that bad. Watching it now, this was also, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. So, watching it now, I'm just like, it's it's (laughs) so bad. What were they thinking? It's so bad. Like, oh my god. And I love watching bad movies. This is... No, this is not a hate watch. This is just like, don't waste your time. Hashtag justice for Jill Valentine. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I'm going to put that in like one of our hashtags on our post. Justice for Jill Valentine. You should. Get it trending. <laughs> I want to I see it trending in the United States. Nobody outside the United States gives a shit. I mean, this movie, like you said, is 20 years old. People are going to be like, the fuck? What's this movie? Get over it. I, I'll never get over it. This is, this is something I will never get over. I'm so angry. But you know what will make me feel better? Flatbread. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. Let's go. Let's go eat the flatbread, and uh, we will see you guys in a couple weeks with our next episode. So Yay. exciting! Yay! All right. Um. So thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. This has been Baking to the B Movies, and we'll catch you guys next time.